Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Raw Talk with Sheena. I'm Sheena, and if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to your friend who told you to listen. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of an introduction to this week's episode and to the podcast in general. So we cover a wide range of topics with a wide range of experts and people who are really well-versed in the healing and wellness fields. Um, I have people who specialize in everything from acupuncture to yoga, life coaching, energy healing, nutrition, the list goes on and on. And I also myself talk about my experience in business and my experience in healing my own body. So if you're interested in some of those topics, make sure you go and check out some of the past episodes. They've been really, really amazing. We've gotten some amazing feedback over the course of what's been a year and a half of this podcast. So if you are interested in a particular topic and are having trouble finding it, just reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. If you are enjoying the episodes in the podcast, the Facebook group is an amazing way to connect to other people across the country who are also listening to this podcast. It's a private group. So, um, things, you know, can get personal. Um, If you feel like you are in a place where you don't have a lot of support surrounding your interest in some of the topics that I had mentioned, alternative healing, nutrition, uh, non-medical ways of of treating things, acupuncture, um, spirituality, manifestation, meditation, any of those things, uh, the Facebook group is a really good place to connect with like-minded people to freely ask questions about some of these topics and just mostly to just connect with people who, um, feel like you. And it's been really cool to see that people have found other people in their cities to connect with and, um, There have been some basic witch friendships made over the past year and a half. So if you're interested in joining that group, that's at Facebook backslash Raw Talk with Sheena. And again, it's a private group. So as soon as you request to join, one of our administrators will accept you. So again, I encourage you to join the Facebook group. Um, If you are are enjoying the podcast and you have been for some time, the best gift that you can give to us to help us continue producing the podcast is to rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend. That's it. Um, reviews help a lot. Ratings help a lot. Subscriptions help a lot. And But most importantly, I really enjoy when people share the podcast with their friends because you are connecting with a heartfelt message that you're then connecting energetically to a friend that you're thinking about. And it's a really nice thought and it's a really nice gesture. And I really appreciate it when people do that to me. So share, rate and review. That's how you can support Raw Talk with Sheena. And so a little bit about this episode coming your way in the next few seconds. So For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my friend and often co-host on this podcast, her name is Amberly Carter. And in this episode, Amberly and I are talking a lot about my personal struggles in difficult times in running my own business and being an entrepreneur and all of the things that have been involved in that process. And, um, It's been something that I have been a little bit hesitant to speak about because 
The reality is that, you know, as a business person, you want to be perceived as professional. You want everyone to to always think that everything is running smoothly. You want the perception to just be clean and crisp and with a bow on top. And the truth is that that's not always the way that it feels as the person behind the curtains. It's not always the way that it happens. It's um, it's oftentimes uncomfortable, especially when growth is involved. It's oftentimes uncomfortable when change needs to happen. And so um, and another part of, of talking about it from a personal perspective is that these things are changing all the time. So it's hard sometimes to put yourself out there and say, like, this is what's happening and it's uncomfortable and it feels like I'm failing or feels like I'm not doing something right. And then to know, you know, the next week that the situation may be different. So this episode definitely comes from, from a very vulnerable place within me. Um, and it's, it's not something that's been easy to talk about and it's not been something that's been easy to publish. So I appreciate you tuning in for it. I hope to hear your responses or any questions that you may have. And, um, mostly I just want you to learn something and to maybe be a little bit kinder to yourself after listening to this episode. Amberly again, is my friend and um, she's been with me for a, a long time in the journey of my uh, opening a couple of my businesses. Um, I also have a partner in my businesses who's also my boyfriend. So that's an interesting dynamic as well that we talk about. And um but Amberly specifically has been just a, a great friend through all this. And she's also an energy healer and a nutrition coach and a meditation coach and a manifestation coach. And I highly encourage you to tune in until the end of the episode because she offers an amazing discount on her new year program, which is called the Basic Witch Mentorship. Really amazing. So I highly recommend that you tune in until the end. And also it gets better and better. You know, I get more comfortable, more secrets get revealed. That's usually how it works in terms of podcast land. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I as well have a discount happening until uh, the end of the year. So let's see. I will put that in the show notes so that we can just move right on into the episode. Without further ado, this is myself and Amberly talking about business. Enjoy. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Free falling and about to hit the concrete. Yay. Let's pick it up there. Okay. We're back. <laughs> Everyone's probably already confused as per usual with us. No need to be confused. There's just um, a lot of life happening over here. Like we said, we just described <laughs> part of our life as about to hit the concrete. Yeah. Free falling from a roof. <laughs> from a roof. Yeah. Wait, did you hear about that Asian guy who fell to his death? No. Why do we have to start this out depressing? Five. Wait, was it? I think it was only like, it was something, I think like maybe like 45 feet. That doesn't sound right, right? That wouldn't kill you. Yes, it would. Oh, okay. Then that's, that's what <laughs> happened. So this guy, 
yeah, not to start it off with a bang, yeah. quite literally, <laughs> but there's this guy who would climb to the top of buildings with no security. What? In On Asian purpose? countries, yes, to take selfies. And he died from taking he a fell, selfie? He fell off of one of the um, rooftops. And onto a terrace, forty-five feet to his death. However, if you look at his Instagram, yeah, he was on top of like four hundred-story buildings. That's crazy. Maybe not. That I mean, maybe not four hundred, but I mean, like the tallest buildings in Asia. Right. That's tall. That is tall. Yeah, I don't know how tall or how many stories, but it's, like it's not. We're gonna guess that it's pretty tall. Your treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like pretty extensive of a drop. So that's how you're feeling right now in your life. Like you're kind of feeling like you're on top of a 400 foot, 400, sto- 400 story. Well, I think building. the better description of the way that I feel is like, is at the end. I don't feel like I'm on the building anymore. Right. You feel I feel like, like I'm really, really close to the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I, you I can, can laugh relate. about it. <laughs> it's only because I am, it's, you only have two options to laugh or to cry. Right, right. <laughs> so you're either, it really is. Who said that? That it was like, oh yeah, I think it was the Pleiadians. Here we go again, everyone. If you don't know who the Pleiadians are, they are a ninth dimensional group of light <laughs> beings that are channeled by um, our favorite friend ever, Wendy Kennedy. Anyway, so I think the Pleiadians said, and the difference, quote? and I quote, <laughs> the difference between um, fear and excitement and excitement is, is your breath. breath. So if you picture yourself like on a roller coaster ride, it's the same reaction that's going on in your body except you are exhilarated and excited and taking deep breaths mm-hmm. and you know, you feel expansive. How do you view view that from a physiological standpoint? Just like side note. Yeah, I think it's it's the same reaction. It's adrenaline mm-hmm. running through your body. Um, you know, all those those steroid hormones are are circulating throughout your system mm-hmm. um fight or flight stage you know it's the sympathetic yeah, so that really system. can't be good to be right. experiencing but it's your perception so if that's happening regardless mm-hmm. you might as well have a hell of a ride during it because when you are on that roller coaster mm-hmm. ride you your perception of that fear that's running through your body the adrenaline all of that is excitement and uh, exhilaration and you're open and expanded and you're laughing and having fun your body language is you throw your arms up in the air mm-hmm. you just let go you free fall yeah versus so I, know, I don't like roller coasters exactly yeah neither do i <laughs> or theme parks <laughs> <laughs> or disney or anything fun basically nope. <laughs> um but then if you are say in an actual car and you're going that fast Mm -hmm. and you're not in control, you know, you're not trusting the situation. Of course you're going to have the same exact reaction, but physiologically speaking, but your perception of it is, Oh God, I don't trust this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to clamp up, cringe, constrict your body. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel terrible, nauseated, you know, out of your mind just with fear. Mm -hmm. So it is that same reaction in your body, but it's how you choose to view it. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely feel in my body. I'm going th- like my body is stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings to mind in the th- like the thought process of, you know, 
you can choose to be stressed in these situations or you can just recognize that like stress will actually kill you, Mm -hmm. breaks you down. Like it makes you look like you got hit by a car. Right. (laughs) It does. And makes you feel that way too. It shrinks everything, Um, your cells and your body, all that. But there has to be a reason why we have to experience the range of feelings mm-hmm. and emotions and I'm not and like right now I'm trying to understand what part of it is something that we've taught ourselves and what part of it is um Actual. is like the working of the universe right. on our behalf to like give us messages to help us redirect like mm-hmm. you know are we just I, I like the quote I think Pima Chodron said this that um pain is is inevitable mm-hmm. but suffering is a choice true true so mm-hmm. but like I just try to break it down in my everyday life and saying like what am I choosing and like what do I just need to see and accept mm-hmm. right but it's a very tricky thing especially know. you know and mm-hmm. and just to give everyone listening some context of course like and I've I know I sound like a broken record but I've just um am just figuring out things with business and a lot of my life is dependent on these two businesses that I've built and it's been um, a huge learning experience so many different things come up you know I have businesses that are separate businesses that work together Mm -hmm. Um, all these things requiring my energy and my focus and my creativity at you know different times or all the time and um, like I was telling you Amberly, like it's just Mm -hmm. some of it had to you know, I recognized in the building of a lot of these things that I maybe was building in a way that was unsustainable. Mm-hmm. I was doing, and a lot of small business owners feel this way. They feel like mm-hmm. they have to do a lot. They have to take a lot of action, sacrifice themselves a lot mm-hmm. just for the sake of the business. And what that does is that makes the stability of the business very um, challenged Mm -hmm. because you have one person who is, and not saying that I do this on my own, but just I'm a representation of an owner in a small business Mm -hmm. um, doing so much and it's not being accounted for financially. So as soon as I stop doing that or I pay someone for it, then really it was an inaccurate representation of what was happening in the business when I wasn't being paid for it. Mm -hmm. And so then the business has to begin incurring these costs of of other people doing what the creator has created. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's an, that's an expansive period, but also expansive in terms of expenses. Mm -hmm. So I feel a lot of that stress right now of like having to restructure my businesses so that they can sustain Mm -hmm. so that they can continue to move forward. Right. Cause it, it, brings up a lot of things because it probably makes you look at okay I wasn't getting paid for any of this Mm -hmm. stuff maybe I should start calculating in payment for myself which will also be an energetic return on all that energy you're expending Mm -hmm. at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that's one thing you can restructure you know, in business and a lot of business owners do this. I know I've done it before Mm -hmm. too, and I'm learning too, and learning to give yourself some of that energy that your business is like a baby, you know, or an, an energetic entity on its own. We've talked about this before on, on past podcasts where your business has its own energetic chakra system Mm -hmm. or its own energy centers. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly feeding that child or that, you know, entity, 
and you're not getting anything in return other Mm -hmm. than like, oh, seeing your business grow or, Mm -hmm. you know, making people happy or whatever. That's great. But at the end of the day, you're not getting paid by that business back. You're not getting that Mm -hmm. return. So when you do expand and you're like, okay, now it's time to hire someone, you haven't really calculated that yet and and seeing yeah. okay well that's going to be another you know cost or anything where it would be an easier transition if you're already paying yourself and a lot less um stress at the end of the day yeah too. yeah I mean, I mean there are infinite ways of looking at at the situation because like it seems very linear in the way that you're describing right. it but it's not because right. in the process of discovering what it is that you're doing you're mm-hmm. then having to create a position you're having mm-hmm. to say like, oh, I did this. And actually that would be taken care of by someone who would do this. And yeah, you, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're, you're creating, um, intricacies of a business, especially when mm-hmm. you're coming from my perspective of really not having structured mm-hmm. a corporation in that way. Mm-hmm. You're starting from ground zero almost. It's like, yeah, yeah I knew a lot of the things that needed to get done in all mm-hmm. of these businesses. And so I could just do them, mm-hmm. but having to break down the action items, having to figure out what that means in terms of finances, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. what that means in terms of someone else's salary, mm-hmm. what it re- would require of someone to take that place and like, would it pay for itself? Is the business ready to pay for some, for it taking care of that? You know, is that a priority? So it's, it comes to mind like a lot of priorities a lot of um, even more creation of structure um, of planning ahead. Like all these things are kind of new things, you know, even though I've been in business for four years, I would say that a lot of the business has been run on instinct and sort of like immediate Mm -hmm. um, action instead of strategy. And this, this difficult time is forcing me to kind of like, ask the questions of like strategizing Mm -hmm. because I'm just recognizing that like, yes, I could forcefully stay up all night and like make a party happen and like do all those things in one day. Yeah. But like for it to be done by other people, for it to be planned accordingly, for it to be marketed accordingly, like that I'm looking at booking things like two months in advance because really that's what it requires. Mm -hmm. But for so long I was just like doing it. Right. And the events thing is just kind of one aspect. Yeah, I think, well, a lot of things go into this. I feel like you are so good at event planning. And I know it's funny because you are such a a bomb.com business owner too. But you do have a talent for event planning. And I think it would be fun for you if the stress was taken out of it, Mm -hmm. you know. And... You just have an eye and a knack for that. And I feel like where this world is moving is moving towards more of, okay, how can you be creative and do so many different things? And you're Mm -hmm. not just an accountant or Mm -hmm. you're not just, uh, you know, um, lawyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like the way the world is moving, everyone needs an outlet. Yeah. And I feel like it needs to be more integrated into the third dimension. So before it was kind of like us straddling the line of, okay, we're just doing it. Like you said, like a month ago, you were like, I constantly felt energetically like someone had their hand on my back pushing me forward and you just did it. You just operated Mm -hmm. and you just did gut instinct. You, you did it overnight, Mm -hmm. boom, done on to the next thing. And now 
it's be, it's because it's supposed to become more of a lifestyle for you mm-hmm. where it's manageable and you can grow from it. So you're kind of having to start over again and plant seeds and make this foundation for having that balance and harmony with doing things that you love, being super creative, mm-hmm. enjoying what you're doing, and yes, also profiting off of it. But sometimes it does, in the third dimension, take a little bit of time to do those things yeah. instead of just rushing through them and then you know, balancing, trying to do this balancing act of, mm-hmm. of floating funds and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's too hard to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And now because we're all moving in this, in this direction. So whether you're an attorney and you're like really artistic and want to do art on the side or an accountant, but you want to do life coaching too. Like, I feel like a lot of people have been saying this so much to me lately in, in sessions that I have with Mm -hmm. people and just normal people I'm talking to at, you know, the coffee shop or whatever. And people are expressing more of a desire to have an outlet that's creative for them and exciting and fun. But in order for that to be sustainable, we're going to have to take these baby steps into building a foundation that is very doable Mm -hmm. versus just like going for it and free falling. And especially with you, with the space and raw Republic, raw Republic more. So you do have more of, um, you know, people to, to look at, not in the same way, um, as the way that you're carrying out Raw Republic's, um, mission, but no one is doing stuff in the way that you're doing at the space. So Mm -hmm. you have no one to look at. There is no, um, concrete structure out there for a business like this. We're Mm kind of just taking it day by day, you know, me with coaching people and you with the space and events and all this kind of stuff. It, Mm -hmm. it is, it's causing you to constantly tune in. But yeah, there are times like this where you're like, oh crap, you know, what have I been doing this whole time? It's causing you to reevaluate and, and make a huge shift into what do I do now? And Mm -hmm. you're at that free falling stage where you feel like you're about to hit the concrete and you're praying that, (laughs) that an angel comes and swoops you up Mm -hmm. because it is the kind of thing if you if all you can see is the concrete, do you pull that safety lever or do you just keep free falling and to, and hope to God that something's going to save mm-hmm. you? It's a toss up. Yep. Sure, <laughs> sure is. Two two super fun options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like face planting right. on concrete right or pulling oh, you know, whatever right. that is. And yeah. like there's no there's just um I don't know. I've been doing a lot of different things like and thinking about things in a lot of different ways and um, I feel like the past month has definitely been um, it's it's definitely been an undeniable major life transition mm-hmm. where it would logically make sense that things like this are happening yeah. because I've been able to establish detachment from a lot of things. I've been able to see my life without the things I thought that I was attached to. Mm -hmm. And that's been really important because without doing that, you really can't move. Like if I feel like, you know, um, the space and raw Republic and raw talk with Sheena has to exist as I envision it to be forever Mm -hmm. in serving me in the same way that it always has forever, then it doesn't grow. Right. I, create an identity associated with those things, which then limits my capacity to 
encourage their expansion further Mm -hmm. and to be creative and to enjoy my life. Right. This is exactly what like parents can relate to with their kids. (laughs) Right. Like if you're too invested and too involved, you're and some parents might have an identity in their child, Mm -hmm. you know, and having expectations Mm -hmm. and all these kinds of things, you know, you can relate to it on so many different levels, whether you, it's just another like, thing that is a branch off of you energetically whether it's a parent and child or you in a business and it is it becomes too much when you're too invested too involved and it's not until you let go a little bit that that thing can breathe and make its own choices and show you hey I'm actually going to go in this direction follow me Mm -hmm. you know and it, it is and I think can you can't you recognize like that the way that I talk about the businesses is different Oh, yeah. It's like I I don't think that I even would have been able to admit the shortcomings that maybe I've created Mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. I don't think that I would have been able to say, like, I can see my life without one or both of these businesses. Like, I'd still have an existence Mm -hmm. and a life that I'd be inspired to live where I'd still be inspired to do things like Mm -hmm. where I don't wish for that to happen. But I can say that, like, I've gone through that it was so interesting. Like when I, Evan and I drove to Austin for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the whole drive there, I envisioned myself living in Italy mm-hmm. without my businesses and like That's went so through awesome. every step of the way, what that would look like, mm-hmm. what that would feel like, the amount of like, just, um, how do I put it? Just, just the, in, all the input that I'd, that would have to go into like, restructuring and what would what it would need to look like for that to happen I went into that Mm -hmm. like I was playing it it out in my head and um and felt what it would feel like and all those things and and it wasn't like for the sake of coming to a conclusion it was just like that's where my brain went Mm -hmm. like it was like I had to I don't know and like through that process and through the the process of the past month where I've just been you know my whole reality has shifted. What I'm like thinking is true is different. What I'm thinking is reality is different. And like all of these things broke down for me to, I feel like be in this place where I can just kind of look at the details in a way that's not, um, not as attached, I guess is the best way to put it. Like mm-hmm. where if, where it's still painful to talk about things that maybe aren't going well, um, it's, it doesn't feel the same. Right. It doesn't feel like I'm, um, I don't know, responsible, like mm-hmm. attached. I still feel responsible. So that's not a good descriptor. I'm trying to describe it. It's just the diff- the difference between feeling attached and unattached. Right. Like there's a cord mm-hmm. that's no longer there, but yeah. yet I still want that thing mm-hmm. to blossom and, right. and do what it's meant to do in this world. Right. It's like having something hanging over your head and then you come to a realization that what if I just let go of that? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I didn't do that? Mm-hmm. What would that be like? And just exploring those, for lack of a better term, frequencies, you know, mm-hmm. those energies that are running through your body of, okay, what does it feel like? Does it feel more expansive? Does it feel good? And you picturing that playing out as Italy, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and living your life in Italy and what does that feel like and whatever. 
you, those underlying frequencies of you probably feeling expanded and light and fun mm-hmm. and and creative and and joyful and free Relaxed. and all those yeah those feelings are what you're craving so mm-hmm. how can you bring those things into your situation right now and feel that when you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. get to those frequencies first cuz that's what your soul is craving right now and then carry on with your day because that's going to open up and expand you Mm -hmm. to new ideas floating through, you know, and you operating in a way that's not so, Oh God, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to pay employees. I have to do this. I have to do that. And feeling responsible, feeling that burden, you know, you're just constricting, constricting, constricting. It is the difference between being on a roller coaster and being expanded and free and Mm -hmm. having fun versus being in that car where you feel totally out of control and you don't know what's going to happen. It's the experience that I think that both of us see with our clients. Like when our clients Mm -hmm. come to us and they're like describing the situation that they think that they're in and we encourage them to be peaceful and relaxed Mm -hmm. in relation to the subject. Right. And we can also see from a a perspective of like, Oh, that's not a big deal. Right. Like it's going to be okay. Like you kind of just have to like go through this, part of the process you have to feel it you have to experience it this mm-hmm. is bringing you to a really productive place right but you also have to trust that it's shifting exactly. something for you mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just always hard when you're in it because mm-hmm. you always feel like those big changes and transformations are um just life ending right like you have used the example before in a session where and this has happened before, where you intend to um, make more money, say. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, I'm going to manifest more money. I want more abundance. The next day you go into work and you've said this, oh, shit, you're fired. You know, like, goodbye. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, okay, well, my expectations. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, you know, when you're, when you have that expectation of, okay, I'm going to make more money, but I'm expecting it to show up in this way where I'm going to get a promotion at my work. Right. You know, then you're like, well, manifesting doesn't work. You know, abundance doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not coming up, but it's because you have that expectation and you don't realize that you needed to shift out of that job in order to get to a point where maybe you're hired for a new job or maybe you open your own company or Mm -hmm. do something where you finally have the free time to meet someone who is going to hire you for something so Mm -hmm. beyond your wildest dreams that therefore you're then making more money. You have more abundance in your life. You're feeling free, all that kind of stuff. But when you're in the moment of, Hey, you're fired. You're thinking, Oh crap. I just hit the concrete rock bottom, rock bottom, front teeth are missing, Mm -hmm. knocked the (laughs) F out of myself on Mm -hmm. this concrete and when I'm trying to manifest something brilliant for myself, mm-hmm. you know, it, why did I have to do that? And when it was so much easier just to go to my every yeah. not, everyday job mm-hmm. and make money that way, because it's a safety net, it's yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. So even though it's dysfunctional, you're comfortable with it because it's what you know. Right. And when you don't know something and you don't have that um, vision for what's coming to you, then that's when it gets scary. So... Actually, for instance, right now, 
<laughs> I feel like I'm being guided to guide you through this. So, What's new? Which is fun. <laughs> so picture in your mind right now, and everyone can do this while you're listening to the podcast. I mean, if you're driving, I would probably suggest to pull over. If but you're going to tell people to close their eyes, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> let's definitely get us sued. I don't know, because I can kind of like drive with my eyes closed. Don't ever I just, say that out I loud. I just feel things. I'm kidding. I don't ever do that. But... I probably could if I wanted to. You could. Um, okay, so picture in your mind's eye. So that stressful situation that you're going through right now, maybe it's a divorce or somebody fired you or maybe it's a business that you feel like is going kaput. Imagine yourself in the best possible scenario let's say six months down the line. How does it feel to you? Do you feel lighter or freer? Are there new people in your life? Have you uh, traveled anywhere? What kind of experiences have you had? Just picture those frequencies running through your body. In your most ideal scenario, what does that picture look like? The best timeline you could choose for yourself. And ask your the highest portion of you, so your higher self, to flood you with images and insight and information. Just kind of let that higher God portion of you flood down, trickle down into you, open up to it, and let it flood you with all the information that you need because you do have the answers. You're just under the illusion that you don't because you're in a state of fear and constriction. So you're shutting off that energy flow. So open up that energy. You can imagine it from the top of your head if you want. And just open that up. Get in contact with that highest portion of you that's connected to everyone and everything. And you have all of the answers that you would need. You have access to all of your timeline possibilities. And just kind of choose for yourself. What timeline looks the best? And get yourself in alignment and in attunement with that timeline. So maybe it feels like that timeline's over to your right. Just kind of pull that in. You can reel it in however you want. You can imagine like a fishing pole or, you know, strumming a guitar string and and vibrating at that same note and just kind of pull it in to you. And picture your whole body being a magnet and your entire body is just a field of magnetism and you're just pulling that in and reeling it in. And there's no other option at that point but for it to be a reality for you. And just trust that it's going to work out because you are on that timeline. It's in your field. You wouldn't have seen it otherwise. And now just kind of let go. And just take a few deep breaths. And know that everything's going to be okay. All of those fear programs have to do with programming from society, from childhood, from your own expectations. And just kind of let it all go. 
and uh, hope for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck, everyone. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about Eckhart Tolle for a second. Uh Have we talked about him yet? Mm -mm. I don't think so. And his book, A New Earth, he talks about being homeless for a year. He was? Uno año. <laughs> Wait, he was. Homeless. Wait, he, <laughs> On the bench. He was. He was. He sure was. Fascinating. He was on the brink of suicide right before that. And um, basically found, like, enlightenment mm-hmm. on a park bench where he was content for a year. Right. When you're rock bottom. He, no. I think that he was... He didn't experience that as rock bottom. He fully accepted that his experience of enlightenment was Mm -hmm. this shift in perception, going from like not wanting to live to seeing beauty and everything. And being okay being homeless for a year because he had because that was bliss. He had established Mm -hmm. that experience of bliss. That's so awesome. That is a really great way to look at life Mm -hmm. yeah it's like I mean so many things have gone through my brain always and like like um, being homeless oh of course yeah like what would it feel what would it be like to be homeless yeah (laughs) yeah um when like the most important thing to me is warmth right and like I just want to be warm yeah so where do I become homeless where it's warm most importantly (laughs) (laughs) i would say well you know louisiana but it snowed here last week so so we're Um, no longer an option for you but yeah my and so it's been really really interesting and also very um it's just given me a lot of mental experience i would say over the past like month where i'm just I don't know. My whole life feels different. And if I could explain, like if, if I weren't myself, the Mm -hmm. way that I would be explaining to myself what is happening Mm -hmm. is that, um, because this is what I'm telling my partners and stuff like that too, Mm -hmm. is just that there were, um, you know, without this time, without this pinch of, you know, feeling like, you know, cash flow is tight. We really need to like make some changes, like some things have to reorganize and happen and things like that. Um, and I was telling you this too. Mm -hmm. I think that it's kind of like that four to five year period of time where a lot of businesses go out of business right? because it's almost like in the, at that time period at four to five years, you've expanded to this place of, um, the initial decisions that you made are no longer sustainable or efficient. Right. And the structure needs to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> what that feels like is a falling of that structure, right. that instability. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of the way that a lot of people react to that is, well, if I can't pay my bills, if I can't, you know, figure this out, if it, if it doesn't become easy, I'm not going to invest more into it. I'm just right. going to get out right, right. while I can. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like you have two options. Yeah. And so if I weren't myself, I'd be telling myself that that's what's happening and mm-hmm. that I do have the option of waiting this out for that um, expansion to 
be able to grow into something that is more sustainable and and stable mm-hmm. and to create more of an expansion from that solid place. Right. Well, I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at. I mean, it's just, again, it's a lot easier to say it to, to other people who mm-hmm. aren't you. It's a lot easier to say, like, definitely, um, you know, it's, yeah. but I mean, it's also the, it's the teachings of every religious practice. It's the teaching of every spiritual practice mm-hmm. is that there are times where you have to let go and let certain things crumble and right. you have to allow that mm-hmm. to happen to transform, expand right. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if we just stay in sort of that place that you're describing where things are kind of just drudging along, mm-hmm. we, we don't experience that expansion and, and I right. think that a lot of people who are our age and who are listening to these kinds of conversations are interested in transitioning very quickly. And so mm-hmm. a lot of things like this happen and this information is now out there to help get them over those things a lot faster than mm-hmm. what's happened in the past. Like, yeah. do we do we still have to be in situations that are like depressive states for 10 years at a time? I don't think so because I think that it serves us to come out of them faster Mm -hmm. because from that we recognize the cycle of the way that things are operating and we're able to create from that. We're able to, and, and truly the, um, resolution of that has come from this knowledge and information and awareness of being present in those experiences to actually experience them and then allow them to shift out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, it is kind of like being in a stagnant relationship yeah. of any sort, you know, and, and realizing, okay, do we go to therapy at mm-hmm. this point? Do we break up? Do we yeah. go on a break and then get back together? Yeah. Or how can we stay together and let each other live in an expanded way mm-hmm. where you don't, you're not putting expectations on that entity and they're yeah. not putting expectations on you and you just kind of see where it goes yeah. and just kind of figure it out. And it is like a dance, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to dance with this this other dynamic with you. Yeah. I was actually, I had a client yesterday who I was talking about this too. And, um, I was kind of giving her the, um, example of what unconditional love is Mm -hmm. and using the example of a pet is sometimes the easiest example that we have Yeah, because no matter what our pet does, we love them the same, Mm -hmm. but yet like we, create all these expectations around the person that we're in an established relationship with Mm -hmm. to behave a certain way, to do certain things. And then, you know, then I can accept that you love me Mm -hmm. instead of just like, I know that you love me. Right. Um, and I love you no matter Mm what, um, that gets challenged and like very sticky. Yeah. And so that idea of unconditional love came through. And I think that that's really important when you're not only thinking about relationships, but thinking about the things that I'm talking about, the things mm-hmm. that we're all talking about of um, that relationship with self and then everything else in the world. Like Definitely. if we if if we have unconditional love, then we can allow things to um, unfold. We mm-hmm. can allow things to transition. We can mm-hmm. allow things to um, make mistakes, mm-hmm. be right or wrong, doesn't matter. We right. have that unconditional state where we acknowledge that the being in the present moment of this experience is mm-hmm. so powerful and is love mm-hmm. that 
it, it's, just, it's just a state of allowance, I think. Yeah. And like relationships are such a good analogy because people just like, you know, and Evan and I experience this kind of stuff all the time. Like if we really hesitate to put that like finalization label of marriage because we create what our relationship is for us all the time. Definitely. And we just hesitate to like take someone else's idea of marriage and mm-hmm. or, or a relationship because it's really worked well for us where we've both been allowed to just do what I just described. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. like you know, a lot of other people may be in that place with their marriage that I'm in with my business. Mm -hmm. And then they're saying, well, because like a marriage is supposed to look like this and it's not working out this way, like Mm -hmm. I got to sell it or like Mm -hmm. file it for bankruptcy. Right. Instead of maybe just being able to be in that um, unsurety and reorganize Mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think it it just... it, it, it doesn't make it difficult. It just, you have to be aware if you're in those structures that you have the authority to do whatever you want, despite yes. the fact that you've titled your mm-hmm. relationship a marriage, right. despite the fact that you, you know, call this experience a business mm-hmm. or like a friendship, whatever, mm-hmm. like you have the authority to write the script for everything. And we do that yeah. a lot. Like we do that with our families. We do that with our friends. We're like, we don't do what's expected. Definitely not. <laughs> and it teaches a lot of people around us to maybe be more um, pliable mm-hmm. with those things, which I think gives a lot of other people the authority to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I know we we always talk about this, but this is a great access point. Like going to a baby shower or not. <laughs> <laughs> you said You said last week that you weren't going to invite me to your wedding. Oh, my God. I did say that. Well, I didn't actually mean it that way. Yeah. I meant it as yeah. no. This is how I meant it. <laughs> Sheena, everyone, has um, her own rules, which I love about her. But at the same time, I know that, and this is probably another expectation. You know, if somebody's like, "Oh, I gotta go to this," or "I gotta go to that," what a drag. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, "Oh, well, I wouldn't want to put that pressure on her. I wouldn't want her feeling like, oh, that's such a drag." So I'm. I would rather just not invite her. So I'm telling her, hey, you're off the hook. You don't have to come to my wedding. Not that I'm getting married anytime soon or ever, maybe. I don't know. But just to, I, w- I thought I was being a good friend. And then she's like, no, what? Why would you not invite me to your wedding? I was like, well, because it's a burden on you. <laughs> I was trying to be thoughtful. And that's so not true. And it's yeah. not, and also... It's not, it's really not that, I don't, I don't think that that's a a true statement. It's not a true statement all the time. Like, it's just kind of been that, like, you know, um. It depends on what's going on in your life at the time. Oh my God, like so many factors. I know. You know, know. I, I'm just, I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's, it's okay for me to be in that very, like, um, societal norm situation and then sometimes it's just kind of like I feel awkward and uncomfortable and it's really no one else's fault yeah um and it's not that like I um I don't know I think I just probably for a while like everyone else I probably just like made amendments to make other people feel comfortable in those situations Mm -hmm. and the next morning would feel like shit and just don't you know I don't know that that 
serves me or other yeah. people all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not saying that like every, I feel that way about every situation. It's just saying that like, I have more of an awareness to know like the way that I want to foster my relationships. Um, I feel good about the ways that I foster my relationships. I, um, you know, when I'm inspired to talk to someone, to see someone like those conversations and that time is like very, I try to like make it very intentional and present and, um, and it's, I don't know, that just feels better to me. It feels like I'm actually like interacting and alive instead of just like showing up because I'm supposed to show up with, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing from Pottery Barn. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that kind of just, that doesn't feel as authentic to me. So I think I'm just in a place where like, I just want to be authentic. And sometimes it's fine for me to like dress up and like go to a party for a little while. I'll probably leave early because I don't really (laughs) drink that much. Um, But I think that's okay for that, for there to be people who that's their choice. There are some people who love drinking and like more power freaking to you. Yeah. I'm sure if, if I could, like if it, if it didn't make me feel sick, if I didn't feel like depressed the next day, if I didn't feel like I, I would... I, I want to enjoy everything that, that brings enjoyment to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't blame yeah. anyone for, for enjoying that. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of recognizing that that's, for some reason, that doesn't bring me happiness, mm-hmm. and I have to acknowledge that. Yeah, I know. I've learned to not invite you anywhere. <laughs> Moral <laughs> of the story. It. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I did for a little while. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to invite her because I know she's not gonna I still like go. to be invited because sometimes I will well I didn't know that so I was like okay well I'm just not gonna invite her places <laughs> I mean it doesn't matter like it really doesn't matter to me like I <laughs> because if you don't feel inspired to invite me then it's not that I don't feel inspired I always feel inspired to invite you because I always want to be with you but oh, yeah. it is the kind of thing where I'm like well she might not want to go to this or she might not want to do this or like she's really busy or she mm-hmm. has this going on whatever so to take the burden off of you like say you're in this state where you're like, Oh, like I feel like my business is crumbling, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, Hey, you want to go on a party bus (laughs) (laughs) or something? She's like, uh, no, (laughs) that's actually in fact the last thing I want to do. Sometimes true. Right. So I'm like, I am not even going to bother her because she's just going to be like, yeah, but I feel like, I feel like you, you know, and understand me and we have an understanding of like, even if I don't show up to something like that, like I still love, appreciate and enjoy spending time with you. Like, you yeah. know that. No, and I, I don't need that. to prove that to you. And right. I don't need to prove that to most of the people who I have relationships with in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it does, it is dependent on like, and you know, the past four years have been a lot of output and a lot of mm-hmm. like externalness. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm, I'm here at my store all the time and, um, or I'm doing podcasts like that's an that's an external momentum mm-hmm. and it's a, a so a social momentum right so it's a lot of interaction mm-hmm. it's not like I that part of me is shut down all day or all week and then yeah. like there's something that needs to be mm-hmm. like it's almost like from that experience I need mm-hmm. to then be alone right and do some things like that and it just um mm-hmm. And that's, again, just kind of an assumption of like a particular period of time. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Yeah, because that changes too. Because it sometimes changes. it's like, right. I get that way too, where I just want to be a recluse. And I'm like, oh, I just want to like curl up, not talk to anyone. I can't be around anyone, whatever. Ray- Binge recluse. Watch. What? Recluse? Yeah. You know what that is? Recluse. Recluse? <laughs> whatever. Tomato, tomato. So- <laughs> recluse. I think you, I think I'm thinking of like a brown recluse spider where it's like reclusive. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Or a anyway. raccoon. A raccoon? <laughs> Let's not do this. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, sometimes I just want to curl up and be away from mm-hmm. everyone. And then other times I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. I need a total muggle night. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Mouth breather night. Yeah, a mouth breather night. Yeah, yeah. A, a third dimensional um basic night where yeah. you know you're just doing something totally basic yeah and it, it really does depend on the night I totally get you yeah I know yeah yeah I think that we just like as just people in this society and in this time we just put like so much pressure on ourselves to just show up mm-hmm. like I've I heard one of my um business consultants say a couple of days ago he was like um you know, I know that if I decline an invitation from someone, um, that sends a message. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like there are so many rules that people live by that they've established for themselves. And um, in some ways, like maybe that works out and pays off for them. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, from like the way that it makes me feel is that I don't have the freedom to choose in the moment what's best for me. And, right. and I feel like, we need more of that information in the world. We need more mm-hmm. of that like softness in the world, like that feminine energy of, you know, um, things like living in flux, things, mm-hmm. things changing every day, needing a different something every day, tuning into what that is, being okay with whatever your choices are. Like mm-hmm. that some of that rigidity might need to kind of like fall away in the world. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely. I don't know. Well, even, even the other night when I was expected to go to, you know, my sister's 30th birthday party, for instance, and I wasn't in the energetic space that I needed to be in. And I had, you know, migraine headache. I had worked all day. I was tired and dizzy. I had, you know, some energy things going on. And, you know, they're all going to New Orleans and whatever. And I had to honor that in myself. Mm -hmm. And I know, logically, I know this is my sister's 30th birthday party you know Mm -hmm. you can put it in your mind as logically as you want like this is a big deal and I want to be there for her and I kept thinking like I got to do this for her and then I was like you know what I am about to pass out right now I Mm -hmm. need to honor this and I need to go home and take care of myself and she would want me to do that and as soon as I told her she's like oh okay yeah go home feel better like it wasn't a big deal to her because like obviously she loves me unconditionally but it's like as a society, we do all these things to ourselves that, you know, on a, a random Thursday night, I might be like, let's go to New Orleans. Let's go have fun, whatever. I don't know if I will get to that <laughs> stage, but um, maybe if you take up drinking as a hobby, maybe that's one of my greatest pastimes. So been there, done that. You are a good drinker. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not, not as of late. I haven't for the last like nine months. 
<laughs> since you've become pregnant since I've become pregnant with business <laughs> with business ideas um but energetically I just I don't metabolize it like I used to but um but yeah you have again you have to honor that and be okay with changing you know mm-hmm. just because I could always handle alcohol well doesn't mean I'm going to tomorrow or right now or for the last nine months mm-hmm. be able to do that like I don't know what tomorrow holds but you have to give yourself permission first and foremost. And I think once you embody that other people might be pissed off at first, but then they're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't feel like going to that either. Or Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm going to do this on my own time or maybe like she and I can just go have a private dinner one-on-one and it's like the most magical thing ever versus, you know, going to New Orleans and partying, whatever. I definitely think that living this way encourages more people to be authentic with Mm -hmm. you and in their own lives right where like yeah it might you know maybe like my business um consultant said you know like he just kind of um lets those relationships absolve the Mm -hmm. ones that he didn't like forcefully encourage Mm -hmm. but like maybe that's a good thing right maybe it's a good thing that like you don't get invited to um, a particular group's party anymore, but um, you now have time and and the space for um, bringing in something or someone that is actually more aligned with you. We've talked about that a lot, Mm -hmm. but like it's interesting to see it in different scenarios and knowing that like with um, doing what's on your heart, that that helps to bring those things in because otherwise Mm -hmm. like you just feel guilty about them. I feel like I felt guilty like the majority of my college and like adult life just like I mean but if you think about it like all these friends or like acquaintances that you acquire like Mm -hmm. in college and in high school like all of them have a birthday then all of them get married so when they get married they all have like showers and bachelorette parties and then they all have baby showers Mm -hmm. and um you know so like you could essentially just be booked you're, and maybe that's what you like and that's totally right. fine but like just making the decision of like and not necessarily saying I don't like this person I don't want to be connected to this person but just like what feels right in what mm-hmm. way do I want this relationship to move forward do I want to if I showed up authentically that would mean me not going to the baby shower and like you said like visiting one on one or not at all right and like right. also knowing that like and coming from that place of like, if I have unconditional love for the people and the experiences and myself around me, mm-hmm. then I, I can still love that person and I can still love myself mm-hmm. for those decisions. And it just feels like things can reorganize and like new opportunities and new situations and new clarity and things mm-hmm. like that can come in through that place of um, writing your own disillusionment. Roles. Yeah. Like a falling away of mm-hmm. of things that maybe aren't real. Yeah, definitely. Letting go of all those expectations and definitions and all that kind of stuff and tuning into what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and that also could change all the time. Yep. So it's a fun ride here on Earth, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I have to do this again? Like once this lifetime is over for fuck's sake, am I done? <laughs> like you just gotta be kidding. Uh, I know. They're not. It, it's never, it's never gonna end because that's part of growing and learning. And that's what makes it fun. If you were like comfortable, I would be worried if you were like comfortable. 
especially for you. Thank you. I'd be like, she's bored and that means she's gonna check out of this earth soon <laughs> I mean I gotta do something no <laughs> I don't think so I think that I could probably be um I don't want to say bored but I could definitely be in a situation that wasn't inducing stress and and I think that this is also a time period where I'm learning to be inspired and creative without being stressed mm-hmm. because that like the way that I was at the beginning of structuring a business um i I built that into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if if I'm trying to expand my life, my business, those things, I have to allow the parts that were created under the notion of stress and anxiety and fear mm-hmm. to fall away, eliminate as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is such a good message. And you can still correlate that with relationships too. Yeah. You know? And detachment. Yeah, yeah. because if I because it is coming from a place of like like creativity is fun when mm-hmm. you're not attached. Yeah, definitely. But if you're attached, right. then mm-hmm. you are setting yourself up for stressed. Mm-hmm. Then you're like forcing the creativity. Right. It's like going into an art piece and expecting it to turn out a certain way, and it never does. It never really winds up to mm-hmm. be exact how you pictured it in your mind. Yeah. But the process of getting there is what's fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being open to where it's going to take you and mm-hmm. seeing the masterpiece that comes from it. That is what it's about, even though you can't see, foresee the, okay, it's going to happen this way, but we get so attached to that mental image of, oh, it's got to look this way. It's got to mm-hmm. show up this way. It's got to be this way or, you know, for everything in your life. And then when it doesn't show up that way, you think it's a failure or a disappointment or, you know, it's not meant to be or whatever, but it's just working out in a different way. It doesn't make it wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I think writing your own rules is really important in your life for, like you said, you know, you're for marriage even, maybe it is y'all take a break and you go take a six month vacation to Tibet or something Mm -hmm. and you come back. That's not a traditional marriage, but that might be what works for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and same thing with business. You know, you might not do something that all of your investors are like, Oh my God, don't do that. And you do it, (laughs) you know, that might work for you. So Mm -hmm. you just have to tune in so frequently and go with what feels good to you and sometimes you're not going to know and it might take time to figure out those steps but what you know is that it's not sustainable the way it's going right now Mm -hmm. so if it keeps going that way and usually you get to that point after like all hell breaks loose right because it's it, mm-hmm. You don't feel it unless yeah. that happens. You're not motivated mm-hmm. to make changes until that happens. Right. You know, things mm-hmm. are coasting along. Mm-hmm. It's not really motivational to like restructure. Right. Because you're like, it's working enough. Right. But is it like optimal? Excelling? Is right. it like flying? You right. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just that. <laughs> just that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the capacity to feed yourself (laughs) (laughs) and clothe and give yourself shelter. I'll always help you. Just that. (laughs) I'll help you with all those three things. (laughs) I can keep you warm. I'm just kidding. Friends. What are friends for? Yeah. 
I do have faith. I do. Um, mm-hmm. I there are parts of me that are excited to see like where all this goes. Um, there are parts of me that are excited to see parts of this go away, mm-hmm. um, and be eliminated from the way that it's always been. And um, so I am looking forward to being um, present through this process because even though it's been difficult and arduous and all those things, um, it is a reminder that I'm experiencing life Mm -hmm. and it does provide a lot of information and I think a lot of inspiration for the future, even though I can't really see that in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a lot of, um, hope and, um, faith that the practices that I've been putting into play in my life are worthwhile and, um, will contribute to, a a greater blossoming, you know, it definitely will cross your fingers and your toes (laughs) and my eyes and my eyeballs. Yeah. Cross your eyeballs. Don't forget mine. Do that naturally. Just one. (laughs) No, they don't. Just one. (laughs) Like my, my cat, Bella, (laughs) just one, just one. Like, like it's like a marble with like, so it just (laughs) like, it just rolls like around on its own. One of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't notice like that. Like my cat. I yeah. never notice that. Yeah, one of my eyes moves differently than the other. Really? Yeah. That's kind of special. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because you're not like fully human. I mean, you think I have like one alien eye and one yeah. human eye? I think it's just trying to like yeah. catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your human eye's like, wait, where's the other one? <laughs> Your other one's like on a different frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't see like They're this like, dimension. Yeah, they're on like two different radio stations. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> happening on my eyeballs. Um, anyway, I want you to tell everyone about your Basic Witch Mentorship Program too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am having a Basic Witch Mentorship Program. So basically what that means is pretty much everything we were just talking about on the podcast. So a lot of people right now are going through transitional states or not feeling intuitive um, or connected or, you know, I hear a lot of times, you know, why aren't my guides in touch with me or why can't I get in touch with them? And a lot of it is the expectations that we have surrounding it or the definitions that we have surrounding it. So for me, for instance, going through my life and taking seminars and and webinars and reading books and having mentors, I was expecting all of this intuition and all of these gifts to show up in the defined way of this is clear audience or this is clairvoyance or this is that. And the more I read and the more I did, the more I felt that I wasn't intuitive. I didn't have gifts. I wasn't special. And so, but we're all special. We all have these gifts, but this is a program for people who want to hone in on those gifts and turn it maybe into a skill set. And it doesn't have to be that you're turning this into a career for yourself. It could be, but it could also be that maybe you are, you know, uh, you own a a hair salon and you just want to be more intuitive about uh, what your client needs in front of you. Or maybe you um, flip houses for a living and you want to have that intuitive hit on that investing in that house versus yeah. another house, or whatever it is. Or it's just like your 
passion. Like you want to learn more about holistic health and you want to learn more about um, intuition and energy healing and Mm -hmm. meditation because it does serve your life in so many ways. It's Mm -hmm. it's like learning more about yourself. Exactly. And um, like you were saying earlier, like this is the movement of the future is this integration of um, these modalities into everyday life. Mm -hmm. And so being able to tap into your resource of you having done it for years and also like spending Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of dollars on um, data and information and, and um, knowledge acquiring Mm -hmm. um, modality acquiring where like you can then guide people um, is very valuable. Yeah, definitely. In, for, definitely, um, I'm valuable. <laughs> I'm definitely valuable. <laughs> valuable AF. No, <laughs> but it is. Um, I would have loved to have someone tell me that you know it's okay that it's not showing up in that way, or it's okay. Like it doesn't mean that you're not mm-hmm. that. And I am gonna go through all these things where I'm telling you, you know, what is um, valuable for you and what you can hone in on and how mm-hmm. to do it, and. You know, I've only had pretty much like you, Sheena, and Giselle Whittington, which we all know, um, tell me that it's okay to to sh- to kind of navigate mm-hmm. these realms in my mm-hmm. own unique way, and um, and it was okay for me to kind of dabble in all of these different gifts and not necessarily be just clairvoyant or yeah. just clairaudient, mm-hmm. you know, so. Basically, the program, the Basic Witch Mentorship is a four-week program, and it's one-on-one private calls with me for one hour. So you get that. It's four consecutive weeks. Yeah. Uh, I and like that about it. Yeah. And it's just one-on-one private it's greatly private discounted, like, from yeah. just having, from just buying one private session with you. Right. So, um, yeah, the discount is running until January 15th. So, um, everything is on my website, which is www.connectionholistichealth.com. Really? It's worldwideweb.connection, <laughs> K-I-N-E-C-T-I-O-N, holistichealth.com. And you can also email me at connectionholistichealth at gmail.com if you have questions. And you can also gift this to someone for Christmas or for the new year. If someone wants to like start their new year off with like more empowerment, um, need more guidance, whatever I'll channel for you, guide you, help you because I've been there and I know exactly how it feels. So yeah, I'm going to put the link, um, of course at the bottom of the show notes that you just have to click it, click it or ticket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, is um, a safety belt. Yeah, a safety belt. Advertisement. <laughs> so don't forget your safety belts, from, everyone. From somewhere. Today and every day. Lock it up. Yeah, we all do need safety belts for this earth. No. For this ride. Shit. Yeah. Or we need to take them off. It's one of two things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Both could be true. And that's really Both the better be analogy. <laughs> Write your own rules. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. My body, my choice. <laughs> no seatbelt for me. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you fly anyway, so you're good. If I'm not constricted, the people who live are the people who feel free during the accident. Maybe. The people who constrict are the ones that... Maybe it's not an accident. Maybe it's it's all purposeful. So... What do you think about that? You think that, that's true? Yeah, I do think that's true. I think it's all purposeful. Yeah, I think that... Just so that someone up there can just see how like crazy we can become. I heard Maybe. this theory the other day that people were um, t- 
talking about that said maybe the purpose of evolution is for us to get to the point where we no longer want to procreate. Ooh. Because of like the challenges of new life, because of like, I don't know, we evolved to a place where we don't need sex and food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends. Oh, wow. Obviously, if we're not procreating. Yeah. But maybe we can procreate with our energies and not have to physically procreate. Maybe you can project with somebody else's like, like what if you have like a third eye beam and another person has a third eye beam and you project into a holographic thing and it creates life. That's actually possible. I feel like earth life is, is the question. Why are we alive on earth? Because it's very clear that we have life outside of Earth that's just non-physical. Mm-hmm. So. So you're asking why we have life on Earth? Yeah. So I'm saying that some people's theory is that the game or the challenge of Earth is for us to, like, to just see how we play out our... Uh, our third dimensional abilities like this this race like how do we play it out do we combust and like just like kill each other or do we stop procreating and just spiritually evolve to that place where we stop procreating so that we can like go into go to another planet or whatever but maybe we're still procreating just not in the way that everyone expects Again, with expectations. Yeah, but you don't need to procreate on the energetic field because everything exists on the energetic field. So you don't have to, like, create new life. Yeah, but you also are a creator. Yeah. So, like, in every dimension, you're creating something, right? I don't, I don't know. know. We don't know, but we will <laughs> tune into that because we'll, we want to know now. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you guys with that. Yeah. Just to let that you, for a while. you feel like you you actually are free floating in in life. We'll leave you with that question of um, what do we create after our humanness? Yeah. Do we actually create past the third dimension? I actually want people to to answer this question. <laughs> so answer this this question in the Facebook group if you haven't joined. It's it's just a good place to be weird and connected to everyone who has enjoys having these types of conversations. So if you have an answer to that question, what do we create after? We are done being human. What if we were going to create something? What would we be creating? Hmm. Yeah. You want to give the winner? We want to have a winner, or just I actually just want people to respond. Okay. Because I want to hear what you guys have to say. The weirder, the better, and it's just going to be for the purposes of my entertainment. Yeah. Until Amberly and I decide that we'll give someone something. Yeah. Stay Hashtag tuned givers. for a winner. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be in receivership Hashtag right lovers. now. <laughs> Hashtag lovers. Okay. Um, well, Way to make it weird. Let's see. You guys will probably be hearing this right before the holidays. So if we do not talk, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. All that good stuff. Kwanzaa. Um, a whole bunch of jazz. That's it. Fun stuff. We got three holidays. Happy, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> three human holidays. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they are. Happy, yeah. peace, and joy. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye.